The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Cab number 180 for December 8th, 2008. <laughs> Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Cab. I'm actually here uh, by myself at the moment, uh, though shortly I will be joined by Paul Kent. As regular listeners know, I am on vacation this week, so I did this interview ahead of time with Paul, as we like to do every year. Paul Kent is the VP in charge of Macworld Expo. Uh, He started off as the guy who organized the conferences, and then they brought him in-house and made him the man in charge of everything. So it is our pleasure each year to welcome Paul to the show, have him answer some questions, and, uh, you know, just uh, chit chat with him about the show that's coming up. And boy, it's less than a month. Can you believe it, folks? In any event, welcome, Paul. My pleasure, Dave. Good to talk to you again. It's always good to talk to you. I know this is a crazy time of year for you and it's a crazy time of year for us. And that's actually why we're here. It is why we're here. We're getting ready for the big shoe. The big show. So uh, we have, we've, you know, we've got some some topics to cover and some uh, some questions from our listeners. But uh, but why don't you tell me? Why don't you just start and tell me what's what's exciting to you about the show this year in terms of what's new and 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 what's revamped and what's happening? Sure. So you know, this is actually the twenty fifth year of MacBook. Twenty five years the show has been going, and uh, you know, we've made it a point to. To keep the show fresh and interesting. So at Macworld, you know, we have the Mac faithful who come to the show. And um, they have the certain things that they like to get out of the show, obviously, every year. Um, but what we noticed last year is that a lot of new people are coming to the show. So last year, of the 45,000 attendees we had, a quarter of them were first time ever to Macworld. And this makes a lot of sense to us. It maps right to what Apple's saying about how they're selling so many of their computers, over 50% for them, uh, of the computers that they're selling through their stores yep. are first time Mac buyers. Yeah, all those switchers. That's right. Yeah. All those switchers. And so, you know, we're starting to see that at Macworld, and we're really excited about this because, you know, fresh blood, fresh energy at the show, combined with the traditional cool things that go on and that whole kind of vibe of the Mac community that exists at Macworld. You put those two things together and it's kind of fun because you have the energy that the Mac community is famous for welcoming new attendees, new participants all the time. And it makes the show an even more dynamic place. And so one of the things that we're doing that's new for the show this year is we have a New Year's lounge. So we actually have a, a area on the show floor where switchers, first time Mac owners can come. They get one on one consultations with uh, with Apple consultants who can help them with their with uh, getting up to speed on their Mac. We also have um, our Mac Learning Center, where we're going to be offering free education on the show floor that is specifically geared towards switchers and first-time Mac buyers. So between wow, having awesome. a nice meeting, yeah, between having a meeting place uh, where, where New Year's can meet each other, we've encouraged our faculty to kind of wander through there from different times and, and welcome uh, new users, the Apple consultants answering questions. We've got some you know, comfortable seating there. We've got some uh, PowerBook recharging stations there. So it's kind of a nice welcome area for new users. And then you have this free education aspect. And I think new users are going to feel right at home at Macworld this year. Oh, that's, so that's awesome. The, thank you. That uh, That's one of the things that's new. One of the other areas that's really kind of interesting to us 
we've run this Mac music studio for the past couple of years and it has been quite, um, excuse me. It's been quite popular. Um, in Berkeley college of music folks come out <clears throat> and they do, you know, free training for songwriters, music educators, uh, people who are in bands, you know, musicians of all types. And, um, it's been very popular. Well, we've upped the ante this year, and in addition to Berkeley coming out and doing ever more education on making music with your Mac or recording music or teaching music with your Mac, um, we've got some performances this year. We've got a gentleman by the name of John Denner, amazingly talented guitarist. He was born with one hand. Um, it, the guy is unbelievable, phenomenal, and he uses a Mac for his backing tracks. And so he's going to kind of talk about his inspirational story and do some performance. We have um, some children called Little Kids Rock. Uh, they're coming out to do a performance. Uh, our friend Jim Dalrymple from over at MacWorld. Yeah, Mac. yeah, I know Jim. Yep, Jim is going to come out and he's going to teach people how to use Apple's main stage, which is a bunch of guitar modeling technologies that come uh, with um, that come with Logic. Uh, so for professional guitarists that want to use their Mac to a greater degree to record uh, interesting guitar sounds, they'll be able to do that and learn how to do that with Jim. So there's a lot going on with music. The area is sponsored by Sure. Um, Sennheiser Microphones is at the show. There's just a lot more music stuff this year. And, you know, music continues to be an interesting and growing area in the Mac community. Our digital photography experiences uh, continues to be a real interesting place. Photography continues to be ripping hot. And now we're starting to see that kind of migration where a lot of the high-end um, uh, digital cameras are coming with pretty sophisticated video capture capabilities as well. And so that's kind of the newer trend this year that um, – how to use SLR cameras, uh, you know, all types of digital uh, uh, photography equipment to actually capture video as well. And what you can do with that video is one of the things that's going to be going on in the in the DPE, the digital photography experience. I know, I know, so people will be into that. That's great. That's wow, very yeah, cool. So, yeah, all this stuff is great. The tools are just beginning getting cooler. They're, they're getting you know more reasonably priced, more powerful, and so getting these tools into people's hands is what we're particularly excited about. Cool. The other thing I wanted to tell you about is, and this is something I'm really proud of. So this is uh, at the end of the week, at the end of Macworld week on the Friday, I started a new content program. And what my goal was, was to um, give Macworld attendees a chance to kind of sit back and hear from some of the more interesting, progressive thinking, creative minds in the Mac space. Sure. I wanted to inspire people. I wanted to give people a chance to kind of like, you know, just kind of see where the where our world is going. And if I was to use an analogy, have you ever heard of the TED conference? Yeah, of course. Sure. So TED is all about cutting edge technology, entertainment and design all around the world. What I want to do is I want to give that type of inspiration to people specifically in the Mac market. So we've got people like John Gruber, Merlin Mann, um, uh, my friend Jason Snell, my counterpart over at Macworld Magazine. Yeah. Is going to be uh, doing some interviews with some developers like like Will Shipley, uh, Rich Siegel, Craig Hockenberry. So some of the more progressive thinking uh, developers in the Mac space are going to be participating. And then we've got these amazing performances. So I want to tell you about two of them. One is we've got the Stanford Laptop Orchestra. This is a graduate school course at Stanford where they use laptops and actually design their own musical instruments and then perform as an orchestra. And when I say design their own instruments, yeah. they do things like – like use the potentiometer in a in a uh, in a MacBook. So if you tip it one way, it makes one type of sound. If you tilt it another way, it makes a different type of sound. Uh, they do keyboard-based instruments, all interesting types of things that they're then going to go ahead and perform 
as an orchestra. And it's really, really fabulously cool. And so it's an all Mac, all MacBook laptop orchestra. So that we're really excited about that as one of the performance aspects of it. And then the other thing that's going to kind of close the show for everybody is um, we've invited a group called Liana. It's a bunch of disabled musicians that have come all the way from Africa. The story is absolutely amazing. I mean, these are, you know, people with, uh, you know, deformed physical characteristics, um, you know, special needs, handicapped. Um, They're going to be performing amazing, beautiful music. We're going to record it all using Mac equipment, and then we're going to make it available to attendees after the show. And it's just a great way to kind of wrap up Macworld Week. Just kind of sit back, let brilliant people like Gruber, Merlin, Hockenberry, all these people kind of talk to you about what's going on in their world, how they see the world evolving, the Mac world evolving, and then add in some, you know, inspiring presentations and and, uh, performances. And I think it's a great way to end the week. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Uh, Um, so that that all happens on Friday, all that stuff that you just uh, that you just mentioned there. That's right. Right. It's an event called Macworld Pulse. Pulse. OK, that's what I thought. We had we had some listeners actually ask about, OK, so what's Pulse? So the, the, there's the answer is uh, everything you just heard there. Now, there, there's something similar to that, at least in name, but but and also happening on the show floor. And that's Expo Plus. Right. And yes. <laughs> so but but it, it, similar in name, but different in uh, in just about everything else. But but yet adds more for the attendees. So tell us a little bit about the Expo Plus thing, which I know is new this year. Yeah, Expo Plus is a new thing. So, you know, we have um, uh, people. People have always asked us if there's a way that we can have kind of segmented exhibit hours you know, where we can kind of help because, you know, it's, it's just a crowded show at Macworld. There's a lot of people who come. Right. In fact, you know, we, uh, Macworld, kind of an interesting statistic, we beat the um, trade show industry average for density, number of bodies for the number of booths, about eightfold. So we're about eight times more the industry average in trade shows for how dense a trade show we have, number of people for the amount of square footage that there is. Maybe, maybe we need more square footage and more booths, huh? <laughs> maybe, Yeah. <laughs> We're working on it. All right, good. So, uh, so anyway, this was uh, this program, Macro Plus, Expo Plus, excuse me. Expo Plus was designed to provide a set of enhanced services for attendees. And one of the most notable of those services is on Wednesday morning, it's a private hour of, of viewing. So people who purchase an Expo Plus pass get an hour to themselves to you know wander the floor with greatly reduced crowds. Uh, and the, the ability to kind of see some of the exhibitors that they really want to see without having to wait in line to get the demonstrations that they want. That's one of the benefits. We also have really interesting presentations. Um, David Pogue is going to do a course on iMovie. Um, Martin Sitter is going to do a course on uh, starting a business on your Mac. There's actually one course each day. So private education for people who purchase an Expo Plus. You see I put education in as many as many aspects of Macworld as I can because I really think that's the – the value add of a trade show is face-to-face interaction with instructors, learning things about how to make your Mac better. Absolutely. Um, that, 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 to, to me, when I go to, I mean, Macworld is a different thing for me, but when I go to other trade shows, that, that's what I'm there for is, is learning stuff and, and going to the classes. So, yeah, absolutely. Cool. And then the third part of the Expo Plus, it's kind of interesting, we create a lounge. So everybody knows your feet hurt when you go to Macworld. <laughs> so we've, we've created a lounge right on the show floor where you can go, get a cup of coffee, get some water, relax in some comfortable seating, just kind of take a break. It's a private lounge only for Expo Plus attendees. So those three components are part of the Expo Plus pack. Very cool. Okay, so the big question that almost everybody uh, that wrote in with questions for you asked me is, okay, I went to Macworld last year. I had an iPhone and 
I couldn't do a darn thing with it. And oh, by the way, my laptop couldn't get online either. So I know this is something you've been working on. I, I, I'm curious to hear how far, how far along we are and, and, uh, and, and what we might be able to expect coming to the yeah, show. So it's not a surprise to me that you get this question, Dave. So, <laughs> you know, it has been probably one of the top priorities for me since the show ended last year. And what I can tell attendees now is that the infrastructure that Moscone has has been greatly enhanced since last year's show. We've also been working directly with AT&T on providing additional uh, bandwidth in our exhibit halls uh, for 3G and edge service. It's impractical for us to offer Wi-Fi service in the exhibit halls. It's just the density of people. It's it's a kind of a very difficult technical answer to offer. The density of people and the coverage areas that you can provide for these types of things. People walking between hotspots, all the type of stuff. It's a it's it, it turned out it was an extremely difficult uh, technical problem. Uh, Moscone infrastructure couldn't support it, and so what we've decided to do is we believe we've gotten our hands around three G and edge service, and so you'll be able to make calls and get data inside the exhibit halls or using that. Um, bandwidth for your phones and then we beefed up significantly wi-fi coverage in the common areas of the show so one thing that you've always known at macworld is like if you kind of walk in the in the uh, concourse between north and south the concourse is full of people sitting on the floor with groups showing their own hacks showing their own applications yep. you know showing tips and tricks to new people that they met at the show which is cool it's part of the culture of the show um uh, but but bandwidth out there will be good. But, you know, we are going to set the expectation that that Wi-Fi bandwidth in the exhibit hall. We've never had it before and we're not even going to promise it this year. Um, it's just it's not a problem that we were able to solve. But out in the common areas, it should be you know full, ready to go. But we have worked with AT&T to beef up uh, 3G and edge service inside the exhibit halls. OK. And and in the conference sessions, will people be able to get on on Wi-Fi uh, there? OK. okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that that okay. That actually, that I, I'm I'm very optimistic now. This sounds this sounds good. Now, speaking of the conference halls, things are organized a little bit differently than last year. You're using all three halls this year, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? That's right. You know, we train close to five thousand people in our conferences now. Macworld is one of the largest technology events from a conference perspective in the country, and um, we've pretty much outgrown most of the areas that we've been in. So. We uh, our user conference, which is tremendously successful, we'll have up to four or five hundred people in a single class in our users conference. We've moved those over to the West Hall um, because those have bigger rooms. Uh, And so we're able to accommodate user conference capacities over there. uh, And that'll be on Wednesday and Thursday of Macworld week. The user conference is over there. And then we use basically all available rooms in the North and South Hall for our two day power tool classes, for our Mac IT classes for our hands-on Mac labs, for our market symposiums, and for our general sessions. So, you know, Macworld conferences are just this big, dynamic, amazing thing. We're trying our best to, um, you know, give people the most comfortable environment to learn as possible. And the decision this year was let's take those huge classes and stop trying to shoehorn them into the size meeting rooms that they have in North and South, and we'll move them over to West. I think that's a great idea. idea. I'm I'm getting some echo from you. Hopefully it'll uh, it'll go away. There it is. It went away. Yeah. No. I, I as someone who's taught those classes, I I it's much better to have them over in the West Hall. I I couldn't agree more. That's that's yep. great. Yep. Um, one question that I got from, believe it or not, from more than more than a few listeners was the badge pickup process. This was from people that were there last year and also there in in years prior who had said that oh seven 
the the lines and the amount of time it took to pick up their badges on site were far longer than it ever took uh, in in years past. Is is this something that that uh, that that we might hope uh, would be better for for '09? Yeah, absolutely. And it actually, along with Wi-Fi access, redesigning our reg systems has been job one for us. So last year, you know, we were in the West Hall for the first time and um, a lot. It was the first time we'd used that that hall and we made a couple of decisions that didn't pan out the way we'd like them to. Plus, we had that perfect storm of a situation of, you know, 8000 people trying to leave the building after the keynote while 5,000 more people trying to get into the building to pick up their badges, that's just not a good situation. So we've moved badge pickup um, back registration areas back over to North upper North and upper South at Moscone. We've redesigned and recapacit given additional capacity to all of the functions. And we're feeling pretty confident because if you remember before last year, registration was reasonably an invisible thing at Macworld. I mean, you, you did it, you know, a couple of minutes, got what you needed to get taken care of and you were on your way. Right. Last year was the first year anybody really has given us feedback that they didn't like the, the reg process. And I have to agree, we've gone back largely to what we know have worked in the past. And, you know, also our exhibits this year are in North and South. They're not in West and South. So it makes sense for us to move the registration back over to North. So sure. I think, I think we're going to be fine this year, Dave. Excellent. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. And I know there will be many listeners who are, are glad to hear that. All right. Let's um, let's talk about some of the cool stuff. I know that, that you've got some new online tools and, and potentially maybe some tools on site at the show uh, that, that people can use to to get more information about the show and communicate with other members. Can you tell us just just a, you know, kind of a brief little little bit about that? Well, you know, we, we use Twitter, so um, uh, attendees are encouraged to follow me and to follow the official Macworld account, and we'll put out news and interesting things that are going on about the show. So Twitter is one way that we're communicating with people. Last year, we launched our own uh, community site, uh, you know, based on Ning technology, yep. uh, and uh, it's been very popular. We have about 1,500 people, and they're very active on it. A lot of people post pictures. A lot of exhibitors post product information, and it's, it's actually really cool um, and very useful, very easy to use. So, you know, it's kind of like a Facebook type of thing where you sign on, you create your own profile, you can add your own picture to it, you can add other pictures to it, uh, you can get involved in the forums and the discussions. And so that tool has proved to be something that is very valuable to attendees. They seem to like it quite a bit, and we're happy that the, with the traffic that goes on there. Um, let's see. Uh, we do have a Facebook page uh, for Macworld Expo where we post information. Generally... We more listen on our uh, we, we listen on most of these channels, but we more act proactively post via uh, Twitter and the Ning site. That would be the most active way or when we push out information. If people want to watch what's going on with Macworld, that would be the best way for them to find us. Um, we're working on an iPhone app, which we're really excited about right now. So we have a, a great developer. Uh, a Mac developer uh, who has been working hard on an iPhone app and it's going to be a show floor guide and a, um, a conference guide on your, on your iPhone. Uh, we'll be able to push live updates to it by, you know, the, the push mechanisms. Um, and we're pretty excited about it because it's a kind of a new way to get involved with this type of stuff. We can send show management messages out to attendees reminding them that the keynote's going to start and those types of things. So uh, an iPhone app is something new for us. And, you know, we're, we're excited about that. Um, let's see. What else? Um, Twing, Twitter, iPhone. You know, and of course, you know, we've, we've always been pretty diligent about sending out information by email. We send out an attendee guide, you know, preparation, that, those types of things to registered attendees to help them get ready for the show. So a lot of digital communication. Cool. That's excellent. 
All right. Uh, last but not least, I know I know we're both uh, pressed for time here, but uh, last but not least, let's talk about the parties. So obviously you and I will be playing and I'm very much looking forward to it at Cirque du Max 6. Uh, Me too. Uh, Six already. Isn't that something, man? This will be our 11th gig together. We've, we were babies when we started. <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. Uh, but so that's that's on Wednesday night. Uh, Tuesday, uh, Thursday night. I, are you playing with the, the House Rockers? Yep, yes. House Rockers will be playing at the uh, at the Your Mike Life uh, event. Excellent on Thursday night, and then Tuesday night Tuesday is the night Macro, night. you know, the Macro Blast, which is the kind of the our our attendee party. Right. Um, it's going to be over at eighty eight Brandon this year. Um, we haven't announced the entertainment yet, but it uh, this year, in the past years, it's kind of turned into more of a concert. I think right. we're going to go more of a party. I know we're going to go more of a party. Um, atmosphere this year so uh it's great you mix and mingle with the faculty with you know the 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 press people that that attendees love to read every day you make professional contacts you make social contacts it's just a great time and uh you you know a pass to the blast comes with certain conference passes or any attendee and guests can buy passes online as well and they're still available still available yeah Good. good Cool. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really rich party thing. And, you know, just what, this one thing about the Macro All-Stars, our band, Dave, you know, it, it is the coolest thing because, you know, I don't know if people know, we circulate email and we talk about the songs that we're going to that we're going to choose. And then we go off, you know, in all different corners of the country and we learn the songs. We get together one time, rehearse these things. And that rehearsal is, you know, half, you know, a brotherhood reunion half, you know, pizza and beer and, you know, quite a bit of, of music making. But one time, two days before, three days before we perform it, yep. we kind of yep. go through all this type of stuff. And it, 11 times, I don't, we haven't had a clunker ever. And it just seems to keep getting better and better. And I just, it's just, I do a lot of things over the course of Macworld Week, but, you know, playing with my friends, playing with you and Chris and Bob, Brian and Chuck and Dwayne. I mean, it's just, it is a blast. It, 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 it is the one of the most, thrilling things that I do during the week. It's just, it's so fulfilling. I couldn't agree more. You know, there's a lot of work that, that, uh, that we all have to do that week and, and a lot of stuff that causes a lot of different headaches. And that is like the little oasis for me. It's like, Oh man, I get to, and it's actually two oasis right. Cause we get our rehearsal time, which is just as enjoyable as the time we have on stage. So yeah, it's great. That's great. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a different venue this year? Yeah, we're doing it at Broadway Studios. And I think this is the first time I've said that publicly. But uh, but yeah, Broadway Studios, a little bit bigger, a little bit swankier and a uh, bigger stage for us. And uh, should Not be a too whole swanky, lot though. They'll, they'll no, us- no, 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 no. Not too swanky at all. No. But they, got a, they do have a trapeze artist that's going to that's gonna like float around during the uh, intermission, I think. Well, that's because, sweet. Yeah. It should be fun, man. <laughs> Should be fun. Hey, Brian and Dwayne picked this place out. I've never been there. You've never been there. It's just Brian and Dwayne. So, so you have plausible deniability, is what you're telling me. You, we both do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. All right. Well, thank you very much for spending time here and uh, and talking to us today. I very much appreciate it. It's always fun to talk to you, my friend. It's always a pleasure, my friend. And that wraps up our interview with Paul Kent, VP of IDG in charge of Macworld Expo. Paul, thank you very much for having come on board. I know I said it during the interview. I'm saying it again now. We, uh, Wilt, John, and I, and uh, of course, Pilot Pete, if he's around, will be back on Monday the 15th when I am back from vacation. Uh, We will have all kinds of stuff from you, and we'll probably be doing, if not Monday, then uh, certainly the following week we'll be doing our 
Macworld Expo tips episode. So if you have any tips for attending Macworld Expo, uh, feel free to send them in. We'll share as many as we possibly can here on the show, both from uh, from you as well as from John and I. And uh, and we do look forward to seeing you out there. Macworld Expo is January 5th through 9th. Uh, we will be there, as you know. Uh, iPhone Alley at iPhoneAlley.com is Michael Johnston's home. This show will not be converted to AAC simply uh, because... Uh, because of the way we're doing this and, and the out of syncness of it. Cashfly hosting at cashfly.com provides all the bandwidth for you to download this show. The podcast marketplace this month includes the A5 and A2 desktop speakers from Audio Engine, BB Edit from Barebones Software, Disc Label from Smile on My Mac, Notebook from Circus Ponies with a special 20% off Geek Gab coupon, and Audible at audiblepodcast.com slash MacGeekGab. All through the Backbeat Media Podcast Network. And uh, you can contact us. Send in those tips to feedback at MacGeekGab.com. You can call them in to 206-666-GEEK, which is 4335. You can visit MacGeekGab.com to get the show notes. That does bring you to the uh, page wherever it is located. And Skype to Mac Geek Gavin. Of course, we very much appreciate your iTunes comments. Have a great week, folks. I'll see you when I'm back. Have a good one. Made up.